Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Hey everyone, how are you? It is Friday. It's not usually a day I record a podcast episode and the reason why this is slightly ironic and a little bit funny is that the reason that I'm recording this today is I posted this morning that my Fridays are admin days and I found this really great rhythm for organizing my week so that I don't spend a ton of time on social media or just scrambling around and it's enabling me to do what I call deep work and I've had like more messages from folks saying how the hell are you doing that share your secret tell me everything so I thought you know what I'm going to jump on here I'm not going to script or organize anything I'm just going to tell you what I do and if it helps you then have at it okay so I want to start by explaining how I usually do work basically it depends on how I feel For a very long time, I think I was so excited about the value of pure autonomy, of running my business completely on my own terms. Always felt quite rebellious against presenteeism and all of that jazz in the office environment. And so for most of the time that I've been running my business, I've just kind of done what I fancied. And while that has felt really good on some level, it's also meant that I was a bit scattered. But I'm pretty good at kind of making shit up in the margins, you know, like so I'd work weekends to make up the time or I'd make little bargains in my mind about what I would do to to make up time if I chose to spend a few hours scrolling on the gram. So for much of my business, my time management has been rough enough and it's been okay, although I have noticed as lockdown happened that I was starting to spend a lot of time, I guess, just comforting myself with, you know, having that contact on social media. And then, of course, my business model started to change and my businesses now not just a coaching practice but a company and I'm having to change how I respond to that in order to do everything that's required of me now so it probably is no surprise to anyone who has been listening for a while or knows me I don't tend to like things like CEO mindset like it actually makes me feel a little bit anxious to think like that but what I do like is the idea of focus like that feels calming to me so as my business has grown and as it's required more of me and as I've just wanted to do less of the faffing around that I tended to do for a very long time I've had to figure out a rhythm that works for me so I'm going to tell you what I do and then I'm going to tell you how it works why it works and what I've had to do to make it work okay so instead of blocking out periods of time or hours or any of that faff I have days where I do tasks so that means Monday looks like 
admin day for me it is specific admin it is creative admin so I write my newsletter on a Monday I plan out my podcast episodes I plan for any coaching sessions that I have it's all kind of about getting all of my ducks in a row for the week ahead I also plan out you know what I'm going to be doing this week and do I have specific things that need to be done and who's the best person to do those things I'm so blessed with the presence of Shauna Reed, who is my OBM, my business manager, organizational business manager. She and I meet at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning and we figure out what needs to be done that week and if there's anything that we're catching up on. So Monday is like creative admin day. Tuesday is my coaching day. So I have three coaching calls on a Tuesday with my Self-Belief Coaching Academy folks. We meet at 8am, 11am and 5pm and that day is just dedicated to coaching and I also kind of do a little bit of bits in between but it's all very optional, right? So nothing else has to happen on a Tuesday except those coaching calls. And then Wednesday is Creative Projects Day. So writing my book, getting some other bigger projects organized. We're currently going through this development phase for the big learning platform that we're going to be launching later on this year for Self-Belief School. So Wednesday is like creative day for, for all of that kind of thing. Thursday is the same. So I usually plan those things out so that I have a day for each of those tasks. And Friday is admin day, but it's like the admin that is more about processing stuff. The first thing I do on a Friday is pay all my invoices, update my profit and loss spreadsheet, make sure my accountant knows everything that's going on, get zero up to date and all of the systems and all of that jazz. And then Friday afternoon, I usually try and take it off or I do kind of personal admin type stuff. So that's how I organize my week. Now, the reason that I use days instead of hours or, you know, half days or whatever, is that I found that it just depends on my energy levels, you know, what I feel like doing, but also other stuff's going to come in all the time. So what I found that this process allows me to do is to make quick decisions about, is this something I need to tend to right now or can it wait? So... Yeah, I make quick decisions. Is this for right now? Do I respond to this right now? Or can I push this over to Wednesday, Thursday, usually? And that helps me to just kind of clear out my feelings of overwhelm, which is always the thing that creates self-doubt for me. If I feel overwhelmed, I tend to stop. I tend to think, oh, it's too hard and I can't do this. So for me, it's all about getting into that place where I feel like I'm in control. I can make decisions. I can do shit. I'm doing it. I look at me doing it. So I want to talk about email. Email is the bane of my life. <laughs> and I know it is for everybody. I'm super lucky in that I have this support team around me. So most of the emails that come for the Self-Belief Coaching Academy, my coaching buddy Scott, who is my support coach in the academy, he takes the lead on all of that. So he has a really clear role about supporting everybody in the discussion forum, making sure they feel happy and good and supported and taken care of. And we will communicate on Voxer during the week if we need to check in with each other or if Scott just wants to, to check in about a reply he's about to send. 
But if I was doing that myself, and I did this myself in the first class, what I try to do is batch it. So I will batch the first hour of the day, and that's when I'm responding to calls or or emails. Sometimes that needs to be a little bit longer, depending on the situation. But I try to maintain inbox zero every day. Like I try to get to a place where the only things that are in my inbox are things that I still need to tend to. So as soon as I I reply, I delete the email. And I found again, that just really helps me manage my feelings of overwhelm. I've let go of keeping every email just in case, because I guarantee you, (laughs) it doesn't matter. If it's important, they'll get back in touch, right? So I'm very good at just kind of, yeah, respond in the moment. It will only take a few moments. So I respond in the moment. The only thing that remains in my inbox are emails that I want to give some thought to that maybe are a difficult conversation or something that requires a little bit more intention. And so I will do myself the favor of moving it to the next day and letting myself think about it overnight if I need to. So inbox zero for me looks like responding to everything that's come in that day in the moment and the only thing that stays are things that need to be moved across to the following day because I want to think about it. And I've just found that gets me into this rhythm where I'm not spending a ton of time stressing about all the emails in my inbox. So two things, I have days for tasks that are that are structured and planned out and I tackle my inbox every single day. That's like a commitment to me. Now, I want to share with you one of the best concepts that I've learned over the last six months. It's really helped me to manage being on social media and being kind of caught up in busy work that's not actually contributing to anything. And I first heard about this concept on Stacey Bayman's podcast. She's an American coach. She's a bit nuts, but I kind of love her. She's so genuine and really loving. And I, I I sometimes go to her free classes and things like that. I've never worked with her, but I just, I just, there's something about her that really appeals to me. She is making a ton of money as a coach. She's deeply unapologetic about that. And I am kind of excited about women who just own their brilliance. So Stacey's definitely one of those people. Now, back in December, I think it was, it might even have been late November. I'll find the link anyway. Stacey did an episode on her podcast called Cognitive Load. And she talked about this concept that I haven't actually done any kind of research on it. So I don't even know if it's a thing or if she just made it up. But she talked about this kind of feeling of overwhelm and that our brains kind of soak it all all up, right? That when we are in a place of fear or anxiety, we will try and seek more information to try and calm ourselves. That's a really common response. And I could feel in lockdown and in this whole weird pandemic year, I could feel myself doing that, right? So if you found yourself becoming like an expert in epidemiology and having lots of thoughts and opinions about the best way forward for our country to survive this, all of that kind of jazz, I was with you, right? And what I found was it was sucking so much of my time and energy just trying to make sense of what was going on. 
and it didn't feel good. It felt kind of unsatisfying and a bit like I'd lost a day. So I listened to this podcast from Stacey and what she talked about was this concept of cognitive load where we just take on too much cognitively thinking that it's going to help us feel safe when actually all it does is overwhelm us. And it was like, yes, sister, you are speaking my language. And so she talked about how she had given herself permission to let go of two really key things in her world. The first thing was she stopped watching the news or feeling like she had to stay on top of the news. And she also stopped trying to stay on top of social media, right, of trying to be always looking like she knew what was going on. I think she talked about this in a more cohesive way than I am now. Haven't scripted this podcast, so this is what you get, folks, when it's just me jamming. Anyhow, I totally related to that, and I found the news was actually really hard to watch. Like All it did was make me feel really activated all the time, and that didn't feel great. So I gave myself permission to only check in with the news once a day from a trusted source, and that was it. I wasn't going to be constantly having screens around me or watching the news every evening, all of that jazz. And a really interesting thing started to happen. I was much calmer. I was much more creative. I started having more ideas. I think in the year that I have stopped being absorbed and defined and identified with being informed, I have made more of an impact in the world than I have in any other year. So I just want to really sort of caveat that. It's not about bypassing. It's actually about understanding where is my impact and what is it that I need like do I need to be knowing all of this stuff and how much of it do I need to know and this translated into social media so Stacey also talks about how she gave herself permission to use her platform for her work right and and I just thought oh my god that's what I need to do too my work is about helping you transcend self-doubt, how to un- understanding that it's a, there for a damn good reason and how you can start to cultivate lasting self-belief. Because I want you to change the world. I want you to have more impact. And I found that I was getting caught up in a lot of stuff that just didn't feel aligned to that. And it felt to me, especially as a white woman and as an educated white woman and as someone who had a bit of an audience, I felt like I had to be the moral voice or something, right? I, like I wanted you to all know these are my values. I care about this too. Yeah, I think this is wrong too. And it started to feel a bit performative and a bit uncomfortable for me. And I remember sitting back one day and just going, what's the bloody point of sharing all this stuff? Like, am I actually contributing anything here? Does sharing stuff on social media have an impact or have the impact that I want to have and this is not to say don't do that it's to say for me that just started to feel really empty so I made some quite intentional choices about I'm gonna let go of needing everyone else to know what my values are I'm just going to live them and that meant 
making some conscious choices about where I put my money. So my business is a monthly donator to three charities now actually that really match with my values. So one is Caring in Bristol which is all about providing food and shelter to homeless people, people who are coming off addictions and and just having a, a tough time with that in between phase of in not quite secure work. They do amazing work um, and I care about the people in my city. I want to contribute to that. I also contribute on a monthly basis to Black Minds Matter. They're an amazing charity based in Oxford. They fund free places for people of colour to have therapy with people of colour. It's amazing. And it's just such a cool charity. They are very good people. And it makes me feel so good to be donating to them. And of course, Women's Aid, which I've always donated to and always supported just for personal reasons. And so those three charities get a check from me every, a check, they get it. <laughs> What's a check? Do we even have those anymore? But I give actual cash to these people every month. It is a joy and a pleasure to be able to do that. And it means that you know, I can reassure myself that what I'm doing matters and that it's okay to not make myself responsible for every moral cause. I want to put the money in the hands of the people who are the experts in helping the causes that I care the most about. So I think all of this has meant that I just have a ton more intention about how I'm spending my time on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, but also when I show up to social media, I have a very clear intention and that is to communicate information that I think would be helpful for my audience, for people who are coming to me to find out how to manage and navigate through their self-doubt. So intention is key to this and I think the secret really underneath that is that it allows me to honour my own boundaries to myself and to my work. So all to say, if you are interested in playing with your time management, if that is something that challenges you, and it's not just about the very you know complex reality of all the responsibilities you have, but it's actually because you're getting overwhelmed and you're scrolling and you're distracting yourself and you're telling yourself you can't make decisions or you don't know what to do, then intention is your secret weapon I think getting very clear about how you're going to spend your day what you're not going to do getting clear on that is massive and with anything right if this feels very far away from how you're currently spending your days then please embrace imperfection please embrace compassion for yourself like just practice this stuff what I'm suggesting may not work for you but find something that does you can do this. You've got work to do in the world and we need your work in the world. I'm sending all the love and fortitude. Hey, if you're going through a change right now or some kind of transition, if you're feeling a bit lost at sea or you're just struggling to find a decent coach to talk to, I really want you to think about Self-Belief Coach Match. This is a matchmaking service four trained, qualified, brilliant practitioners that I have trained personally in my self-doubt methodology. 
self-belief coach match launches in may of 2021 if you're listening live you can register using the link in the show notes you'll be able to work with a coach for a single session or for a package of six sessions of self-belief coaching but if you're looking for a coach if you want some support to make your way through the next stage of change for you I'd be so honored to hook you up with one of the best coaches I know.